The following program is an MLWRadio.com production. Hey, WrestleMania hangover buddies. You waking up after a long weekend. Tis I, Marty. Tis I, Sarah. And this is Marty and Sarah. Love wrestling. Still love wrestling after all these matches. Wouldn't change it for the world. No. On the MLW Radio Network, if you are brand new to this podcast, if you want to hear our Mania Weekend thoughts, feelings. If you want to hear us becoming friends with each other and later lovers you can listen to our years-long library of episodes absolutely go rate review subscribe listen to old podcasts get used to us this podcast is older than our cat peter yes it is who's currently being such a good boy knock on wood that he doesn't start screaming trying something new uh, I got this big dumbass TV that <laughs> you I bought, bought for the Mania Weekend. You bought, dare I say, a fuck-ass TV. I bought a real fuck-ass TV. So that you could watch every single wrestling offering just over about, this year's... Just about. Just about. I mean, there's always more to be found. Sure. But, uh, and you know what? Our new tradition is playing gentle screens on mute. Yeah. I went we on record. YouTube and I did Fish Tank and it's, you know what? This might uh, this might be on during the day instead of MSNBC on mute. Oh wow! You know what? And this comes with nice music if it's not on mute. Well, I'm not gonna have the music on because I have usually like wrestling podcasts or or, oh, good point. or other podcasts like uh, one of our sponsors oh, this you're week. Crushing it, buddy of the groom, the search for multiple idiots comedian and buddy Mike O'Keefe might be getting married soon, but. Before he decides to do that, he definitely needs to find himself some groomsmen. And what better way to do that than through the miracle of podcasting? Join Dr. O'Keefe every week as he interviews potential groomsmen in hopes of rounding up a dominant faction of loyal, proud, and hilarious baloney boys. On Buddy of the Groom, the search for multiple idiots. Past guests include uh, comedian luminaries such as Sarah Joy Shockey. Me! Of the Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling Podcast. Okay. Marty DeRosa of the Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> and Brad Wenzel from Conan and many, many more funny people. Uh, join in on this wild ride of fellowship, camaraderie, and dumbass bachelor parties as Mike grills these wedding party hopefuls on everything from Bane to Best Man speeches. Buddy of the Groom is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever your podcasts are found. And feel free to follow Mike and the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at the Mike O'Keefe and Multiple Idiots. Um, Till death do us fart, Buddy of the Groom, the search for Multiple Idiots. Uh, he apologizes for the length of this ad. Mike, don't even worry don't about even it. Don't even worry about it. I just came up with a new character. What? Dr. Mike O'Keefe Lipinski. Wow. There you go. Uh, that's like a mashup. Yeah. Hey, subscribe now. Get those numbers up. What a delightful, fun, charming podcast. Mike said thank you to all the buddies who checked it out last week and yeah. uh, keep on doing that. And uh, on, a, on a more serious note, we have another buddy named Mike uh, whose wife's best friend passed away a couple months ago. It was a self-inflicted situation. Uh, he was a, a stand-up comedian from Fargo, North Dakota. And for a few years, uh, he was uh, just a wonderful, positive guy who made everyone around him laugh. And in order to memorialize him, they're selling T-shirts. Uh, and if you buy a T-shirt, they're going to make a donation to the local addiction and mental health resource in town called First Link. And uh, after you hear this podcast, we're going to be reposting the Facebook page for pre-orders. Those are available until uh, 417. 
Uh, $15. Check it out. Donate. Whatever. Um, yeah, sometimes. I think we always say this. If you're feeling a little down yourself and you do something that reaches out and touches a community or a person or a group of people other than you, uh, you it might go. just make you feel a little better, too. And it's supporting a great group of people who are remembering a good friend. Absolutely. We've also moved the Champions Day at Challengers, the kids show we're going to be doing. It is now going to be September 28th, 1 to 3 p.m., uh, this is a cool change because yes. uh, originally I didn't anticipate that I was going to be going out of the country the week before Champions Day. Sarah's a world traveler. I, I want to feel ready for the champions and it wouldn't be doing our buddy Dina justice no. to rush it. So um, and actually Dina has now jumped on board as the uh, lead co-marketing enthusiast and uh, has expressed a wish to get in her little red wagon and flyer the neighborhood for Champions like Day. We are putting kids to work so, here on this podcast. I want to give us the summer to uh, make sure the word gets out because we're going to be promoting uh, the Young Bucks Stand Tall and Wrestling Dreams That's right. by the Young Bucks themselves and Colt Cabana, respectively. And uh, it's going to be the same weekend as the Jim Lina Memorial Tournament right. at AAW. So if you can hear uh, Peter screaming for joy. He loves the Jim Lina because that's when our buddy Ron loves music there comes to town. So also we'll keep you posted uh, on that. Sarah mentioned she is a world traveler. So <laughs> next week episode is going to be a little different. We're going to actually record it on Saturday because I'm going to be in Belgium all week. Freaking freaking world traveler. Freaking Belgium. How does that work? So uh, I know some of you buddies had requested that if we do an old school wrestling corner, you want to know what match we're doing. Uh, we are doing the ladder match from WrestleMania 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get into reasons why also. And maybe we'll toss in a few extra buddies. Listen, People have been asking. Since you are listeners to this podcast, uh, yesterday, as we record this on Wednesday, yesterday was Sarah's birthday. Is it was? We had a wonderful time. We really did. Hey, y'all, Marty... I- crushes every year he makes me cry in a fun way and then in a not fun way when i yell at her no you you gave me my card and i was crying with joy it was such a nice card and then you said oh no did i give you the card that had dj on it because the cat looked like peter yeah. and you said that was the one that had the break the breakup card it. i got that in my desk drawer top drawer <laughs> for any time you need it now uh this is a, a, a marty and sir exclusive because uh, i just it got out of hand <laughs> All right. You started it. You we had to finish it. went to dinner, and then we went to go see Shazam. But we stopped at Lush along the way, and you let me buy some very expensive <laughs> yes, bath products. Yes, I bought her products. some dumbass expensive bath products. But <laughs> we went to see Shazam, and we were the only ones in the theater. So I said, oh, I'm going to take a picture of you, and we'll do a bit. And I took a picture of her, and then I, I tweeted out, hey... Uh, am I and, romantic? Am I romantic? I just rented out a theater to play WrestleMania 17 because we had just watched that ladder match. And just, we were trying to think what would be a funny one. Like I was going to say your backyard wrestling yeah, videos yeah, or what yeah. was that? Beyond the Mat was Beyond another the mat idea. Was another idea. So post it. Go on with our day. Uh, we'll watch go in the and movie. watch a movie. Yeah. We watch the movie. Shazam's fantastic. Check it so out. So good. Loved uh, it. Recommended by this podcast. Big Dave Batiste has got himself uh, one of those fun. Shut up, uh, I almost said a rom-com. Not a rom-com. Him, no, and, a, uh, him and a little a kid. Buddy, a buddy kid movie. A buddy kid movie. Looks adorable. But anyway, after the movie's over, I get on Twitter, and there's like 300 people, and they're like, oh, that's so awesome. What a oh, guy. Oh, what a great boyfriend. I'm so jealous. Yeah. A couple people proposed to you. I know, which is weird. Yeah. And um, I was like, I didn't have the heart to say, like, guys, it's just a bit. But now you are saying that on the now podcast. Now I'm telling the buddies. But there are some people who don't listen to this podcast and yeah. will forever think like, wow, 
Remember what Marty did for Sarah's birthday? Yeah, there was also people who were like, oh, yeah, well, you... Well, we d- I did this better. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what yeah. kind of lunatic is like, you don't know me and you're already trying to like one Neg. up a nice little You know, it's tweet. interesting. Well, and it I was, was a mad lie about anyway. a tweet that was a lie. Yeah, you got mad about someone's response to a tweet that wasn't true. So, hey. I just thought is, it was a little weird. This is a really good example of uh, how the internet can get out of hand really quickly. It sure can. Um, but I had a wonderful birthday and yes. we will be talking about that WrestleMania. Yes. Um, and... All's well. Mali and Sela. Oh, Unky Ray. I just want to, it's getting late and I got to get, get out of here. Yeah, thanks for stopping by. I want to say thank you to everybody who saw me WrestleMania weekend. Mm-hmm. I opened up WrestleCon. I started crying. A I cried this first day. I cried at WrestleCon Super Show. You're a big crier, <laughs> bud. You always cry. Hey, I saw you uh, getting pictures with uh, DJ Z. DJ Z. And I, I also I saw. Said, I said, hey. You could delay my next wedding. Oh, that's <laughs> my next uh, commitment my ceremony. Next commitment ceremony. Whatever the kids call him now. I saw freaking uh, Ray Phoenix posted yeah. a picture with you and him and Penta, <laughs> and he mistyped both you and his brother's Sarah. Twitter. He was nervous. He typed the whole thing Ooh. out, and both of them were wrong. You he can was click on nervous. either one. You know, some people aren't used to seeing the late boy. Yeah, I'm used <laughs> to it. I see him freaking every week. Loving and living color, baby. Yeah. So that was real nice. Yeah. I don't want to thank everybody. <laughs> I want to oh, no. thank Charlotte. Charlotte was in the helicopter. Hey, Charlotte, uh, Ric Flair's daughter? No, no. I'm... I'm Solid dad. <laughs> I like when you tweeted that you All capitalized. Caps. No, no, no. You capitalized capital the first, first letter. letter of each. Capital Like the I, title of a book. Capital M. Capital now. Capital just. Capital Charlotte. Capital dad. <laughs> you know, I think the elevator to take on Lakila Koloff at the stockade. Yeah. yeah. And then Charlotte did it. Do you say the elevator or the helicopter? The helicopter. Oh, okay. Yeah, both go up. I don't know. But yeah, I thought you said elevator. I think it probably did. Who cares? Who do you love? Grandma, please. I mean, sometimes. Hey, put I'm your a hand- writer. Hey, put your hands up. I'm a grandma, please, officer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, better use your colons and semicolons, right? Oh, what about my colon? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't, sir. <laughs> 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 Ooh. Dark joke. <laughs> That little dark. Yeah, it was dark. Anyway, I hope everybody had a good time. Now we're all back to our lives. Back to our lives. Everybody, Lacey Evans is not the new Charlotte. Relax. Dude, I w- uh, d- one of our buddies was uh, giving me the giving giving me the sell on Lacey Evans Listen, on Twitter. She's a very pretty lady. If I yeah. see her, I might kiss her. You hey, you be nice. Everyone, just be nice. Lacey. Lacey, oh Lacey, won't you marry me, Lacey? <laughs> <laughs> That's what they used to say to woman in WC. Woman, oh woman, won't you marry me, woman? <laughs> uh, I like that. Yeah. All right, you guys have a lot to talk about. I just want to say oh hello gosh, to everybody. Do. Thank you, Unky Rick. Thank you. All right, there goes the nature boy. Now, Sarah. Peter just launched himself off know, an easy chair. Remember when I said cat. he was going to be so good? How do we tackle all this, Sarah? You had a better idea than me. I have no clue. Uh, this is a tale of, of two different WrestleManias. You this is went... the first WrestleMania since Dallas that we spent it apart. Yes. Well, we did spend WrestleMania together. I stayed home. I ordered 
every I ordered both packages on Fight TV. Mm-hmm. I ordered the collective package and the uh, WrestleCon super package or mm-hmm. something like that, where mm-hmm. you got WrestleCon, you got WWN stuff, you got all sorts of shit. I had my pick of the litter. It was so nice. I would just go on the schedule on Fight TV. Uh, and just you had been looking at that like mm, in advance too mm, every day mm. to like pull it up and kind of decide. I would just it was so fun. If you are not a uh, traveling person, if you're not a giant crowds person, or if you just need a year off, if you need a year off, if you said, you know what, I got my ass kicked at this year's WrestleMania. <laughs> a I, lot of people did because the traveling all over Jersey and New York was I insane. Cannot stress enough how fun it was to order every goddamn show possible Mm -hmm. two packages Mm -hmm. uh and i just had no plans i told you you called off all your shows i told the crowd at my last show on wednesday i go this is it i'm i'm done till tuesday watching wrestling um thank you goodbye Mm -hmm. and then i came home i watched uh colts at the uh at the funny equals money show Mm -hmm. i watched the first episode of beyond wrestling's new weekly show which is very cool good luck to them uh, on their weekly endeavor, mm-hmm. I woke up Thursday and it was fucking on, and I loved it. I just love checking in with you because you yes. seemed so content. Oh, I was, I was. Uh, you were you were pretty available to talk to, which yeah, is nice because sure. I missed you a whole sure. a whole bunch. Um, the WrestleCon venue was so Beautiful. cool. It looked so cool on TV. Uh, you were there. You saw it live. How did it look live? No, no, no. I didn't see any of the wrestling. Can you pop your head in to see? I popped my head in, but um, it's hard to tell yes. how it would look because nobody was in there. And also, yes. I kind of felt like I was being illegal. Uh, the collective stuff looked awesome. Lit very that's well. Where, that's where I was familiar with. Uh, the WWN venue. Very poorly lit. I showed you. Oh, it was it was like so poorly lit that Very the people looked lit. blurry. They looked and blurry. it was just like there wasn't enough. Bit of a bummer. Uh, there were so many fun shows. I I'm not gonna say like every show I I watched so much. Um, hi, but it was I mean, nice because you could give me like the news yeah. of like oh this happened this happened this happened and also I'd pick up from other people like shows that I didn't see like yeah. oh here are the moments that you got to hear and about. it was cool because. I'm always busy at Mania, and I haven't seen a lot of these. Sh- I never saw a Bloodsport show. It was very cool to see that. That's mm-hmm. where the ropes were down. Mm-hmm. Uh, very fun. Um, Blackcraft Wrestling, which I had only heard about, never seen. That was the one where they like did the crucifixion. Yeah, you said they, it. Saw, it seemed like a play. Like it felt like theater. Into it. Yeah, uh, it was very cool seeing Rev Pro, DDT, Boner Jam, Shimmer, uh, Chikara. So many cool things. I got to hear you commentate. Me? Not only that's for why Black my voice Label is Pro, really it's still a little busted. Yes, not only for Black Label Pro, but you surprised me and you commentated the Orange Cassidy show. I surprised everybody, it was but so part cool. of it was I was so like it was so unbelievable that they asked me to do it. Yeah. So I didn't want to like make a fuss and say it because mm-hmm. I was like, if it doesn't happen, nobody knew. It's okay. Like keep your expectations yeah. low. And then um, when I got there, it was like, this is on, this is happening. And so I had checked with you the night before. I was like, what are you, uh, what's your watch schedule for tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, you heard me on there it with Denver, Colorado. I would go to bed. I wouldn't stay up too late. I would watch the last show mm-hmm. and then be like, I got to go to bed. I got to wake I gotta up. Get up. 
and I would to wake up to have to watch wrestling on TV is such a fun job. That's so fun. I, I treated it like a job. I yeah. make breakfast. You and you kept the apartment super clean. Like you were an industrious I was fan. Trying my hardest not to make it turn into a, a disaster area. Yeah. Uh, I only had one guest, my buddy Dan Friesen of Knowledge Fight, mm-hmm. excellent podcast. Check it out. Uh, he came over to watch NXT. Otherwise, I was all by myself. Uh, well, and the cats were here. The cats were here. They were You angels. and DJ really bonded this weekend, DJ I feel. DJ and I bonded. Um, I it, I just had so much fun. I have to say, my of all the indie shows, of all the companies, uh, AIW Slumber Party Massacre was mm-hmm. my favorite show. Yeah. Hey, our big giant son, Josh Bishop, was Josh in Josh Bishop had one of the shows of the weekend. He poked Dominic Guarini's yes, cauliflower ear with those, with those barbecue, barbecue sticks. And the next day... I saw Dominic at Black Label Pro, and he had about eight little purple dots in his ear, yeah. and just like, yeah, that happened. It was great. Shaboli. Uh, I got. I. You know what I got to say, Sarah? Mm. I kind of got back into death matches this weekend. You know what? What? I was very scared of the Nick Gage matches that I had to watch because I had never yeah. seen. I had to watch them because yeah. I was commentating them. So one, I was scared to watch them in general. Two, I was scared to call them because. I'm like, I get very nervous during mm-hmm. death matches. Luckily, the two that I, luckily, I'm such a weenus. Yes. There wasn't a, a frightening amount of blood at right. both of the ones that I saw. And one yes. of them was Christmas themed. Yes. So it was kind of a perfect way for me to be like, oh, you know what? I do see the appeal in this. And it is like so hardcore what these guys are doing. I think it was, it was good for me. Yeah. Had you seen the, the, uh, the death match? Uh, that closed out uh, Joey Janela's Spring Break Night One. I'm not uh, sure. I would have enjoyed it. I don't know if you would have enjoyed that one. Um, but yeah, just so many, just so many fun shows, so many different shows. Um, I mean, it's hard to even like sing. Like so many wrestlers were on so many different shows. It was so cool. What Ethan uh, Page, MJF, uh, Nick Gage, Otani. Uh, Masato Tanaka. Dylan Hales had a nice tweet that was like, "Hey, who was your like MVP of?" Mania weekend, like wrestler wise, and you know whose name popped mm. into my head? Who? Jonathan Gresham. Yeah. Every show For he sure. showed up, he wrestled these awesome matches. Yeah. He not only looks great himself, but he makes the other person, whoever it is, yeah, look amazing. And then when he wrestled at Madison Square Garden in the big like rumble at the top. Mm-hmm. It was when he came out to go backstage, he just like scuttled by like yeah. real quick, kind of like head down. Like nobody even saw him going by. I'm like, this dude's so humble. I thought Otani had so many fun matches with so many different wrestlers. Otani looked amazing. It was so cool where Eddie Kingston got to wrestle Otani and Masato Tanaka, two of his heroes, in the same day. Like, God, can you imagine? How, how does that happen? That's and then everyone so getting cool. to tell each other like how much they yes. respect each other. Uh, you saw that all weekend. All these wrestlers from different time periods, different experience levels. It was great. Levels. Marco Stunt returned. Uh, yep. Jungle Boy returned. It was very cool. Yeah. Uh, and Jungle Boy had that beautiful tweet yeah. with Eric Cannon, oh, how he yeah. like supported him when he was so nervous that he barfed. Yeah. And then uh, Eric Cannon tweeted back and he was like, I think it's safe to say, like, I told you so. Yes. Um, Jungle Boy was good when I saw Dude. him like two or three years ago. And he tore it up in the the clusterfuck. It yeah, was so, it was I think great. he's one of those guys that's like that's humble about what he can do yeah. and doesn't want to like. He's also one of those brag every, too much. Where you, we don't see him all the time, mm-hmm. and every time you see him, it's like a, a I leap. remember seeing him on like a bar wrestling show, a PWG show, and then at the at Janela Spring Break, and I was like, dudes, dude's good. Yeah. Dude is good. Yeah, uh, Sarah. 
what were your thoughts, feelings, everything about the uh, the Black Label Pro Show? Oh, perfect. So you're going to ask me questions and I'll answer them. Yes. Because <laughs> otherwise it's hard to know what to talk yes. about. Yes. And we're going to jump all over, but we're going to try um, to... So Black Label was very cool. First of all, I showed up a little late. That was Friday afternoon. Friday afternoon. Let, I me, tell, up... let me tell you this. Yeah. I'm going to say this mm, if you're listening. Because I got to find out who got what spots and how. Um, like if with the collective shows or whatever. Mm. You, you want... I think Thursday or Friday. Yeah, because by Saturday, everyone's got their plans hammered and locked down. Can I give you a conspiracy theory? They get tired. Here's my conspiracy theory. Yeah. WWE wore everyone's ass out. Mm-hmm. And here's what I, if I'm, if I'm evil mm-hmm. and I'm working for WWE, not that everyone who works for WWE is evil, but if I'm evil and I work for WWE Vince and Vince McMahon. calls me in and he says, Marty, you're head of my evil department. Mm-hmm. Mania next, not next year because we're going to Tampa, but talk to me about what we need to do to crush the competition and be evil. Okay. And not have people be rowdy on Raw Mm -hmm. or SmackDown. Yeah. Here's what I would say. Vince, first of all, great hire. I'm evil. You made the right choice. But here's what I would say. Uh, They picked a city like New York, which is tough to get around. Mm -hmm. Well, New York, New Jersey. Yes. So everybody was kind of like... Oh man, shit's tough, and you know they do their best to kind of make sure that people couldn't run. So in this places. this would be like uh, here's what we do: uh, Chicago, but we book the, the United Center, Center. Yeah, United Center, uh, Rosemont, yeah. so uh, Marionette Park. They're gonna keep you Logan busy. Square. They're gonna keep you busy. Okay. I think, I think this is just for wrestling tease because everybody's bitching about how long Mania was and things like that. I think. This is, want to hear my conspiracy theory? Yeah. And Peter's yelling. They made Mania this long because maybe not next year, but the year after that, Mania is going to be two nights. Yep. NXT is going to be Friday. Mm-hmm. Mania is going to be Saturday and Sunday. Hall of Fame is going to be Thursday. It, or whatever. Hall of Fame maybe should just be another weekend. Maybe that Hall, should be like you know SummerSlam weekend Hall or something. Hall of Fame should be Mania Moments Breakfast. It's sure, it, you have the hurricane now working for you. Let mm-hmm. him host it. Mm-hmm. Um, He's crusher at hosting it. But I think, and they're going to have, and they're, it's going to be in like cities like that people are just, it's tough to get around. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to just say, okay, I guess I have to go there. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. And then I think as Spread far as. Spread out across like. Indie wrestling Toronto goes, and Quebec. <laughs> yeah. And then I think as far as they can crush indie wrestling as much as they want, you'll either be able to have their show like early mm-hmm. or way late. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's, I don't know. But knows? yeah, it's. But Black Label was on Friday. It was on Friday. Great so, time slot. Uh, Mikey, Mikey, if you're listening, great time slot. Great time slot. Um, Great venue. So I was staying with our good friend Maria, buddy of the podcast, yes. uh, a friend of my soul. And we came from Astoria and made a stop at WrestleCon to uh, drop off a package, say hi to some people. Uh, we were only there for about 15, 20 minutes, but mm-hmm. it made us just a little late. Mm-hmm. We did get to see Tanahashi breeze by us and get on the escalator going down. Which no one's prepared for that. No one's. You can't be prepared for seeing Tanahashi yes. out in the wild. And when I mentioned that on commentary at Blake Black Label to Dave Prezak, he said that he happened to see him walking by Madison Square Garden on Wednesday night and was like, So many people what are you doing? just saw him walking around New York. Alone. Yeah, wild. Alone. A, someone had a, someone I was listening to some podcast. And they're like, I just saw Tanahashi in a New Japan sweatsuit walking around New York by himself. Yeah. <laughs> he must love it. I love it. 
Um, so we get to the venue and I felt very, uh, very much like a celebrity because I was running a little bit late and yeah. it was kind of mayhem because you, they're back to back to back shows. So you don't have a lot of time mm-hmm. to, you know, I think there's like an 11 a.m. show right before it. Yeah. So you don't have a lot of time. People are bustling around. So first I get whisked into the front. Actually, this was a fun thing that happened on the train from New York to New Jersey, the mm-hmm. path. We run into one David Bixen span, ah, and he's trying of between the sheets fame of between and the dead sheets spin fame. fame. And I had been saying to Maria, "I hope we run into David Bixen span. I want yeah. you to meet him." So we are walking down the street, and he had been tweeting about stopping at the hardware store to get uh, spring break gear like um, goggles, protective yes. goggles, face masks for uh, those fluorescent light for tubes. Those, yes. So we're walking by the hardware store and Maria mm-hmm. goes, oh, let's stop in. So he's like buying all this stuff and then we uh, walk the rest of the way and then I get whisked inside. I stopped and bought some uh, Sharpies too because I knew yes. I'd be autographing the um, one-of-a-kind Black Label Pro mm-hmm. posters which are available to buy. I thought you had uh, index cards in your purse in case anybody I thought about it. Uh, needed your autograph which yeah. you thought they would do at that r show. When we had done like four episodes <laughs> yeah. of the podcast. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Um so I sign the posters, and then uh, I I get over to commentary, and uh, Mikey's like, hey, Dave's running late. He was running a Shimmer show yes. in Queens. I knew he wasn't going to get there. I'm it, watching the Shimmer show. Yeah, and right? And I'm like, I, that was another thing that was so fun is to like, so I had the t- I had everything, I Chromecasted on the TV, and then I had my laptop, and I would be able to see, my. there were some times I was watching two things at once, uh, and I would be like watching the Shimmer show and be like, I'm looking at my clock and I'm like, yeah. he ain't going to make, gonna it. make he it. He ain't going to make it. So there was a brief moment where uh, the rumor was I'd be commentating with Dylan Hales, mm-hmm. a friend of mine as of about a month ago. Yes. Uh, I don't, I, I'm closer now with his father, Papa Hales. <laughs> <laughs> we, we keep running into each other. Yeah. Um, but then he's uh, like agenting, like running around doing mm-hmm. all this cool stuff. So uh, this from the corner, a uh, gentleman that I hadn't met before, was just very calmly introduced himself mm-hmm. and said, I'm going to be doing commentary with you. And I was like, absolutely awesome. Come to find out, Drew Cordero, a.k.a. Denver, Colorado. The a, man, not the city. The man, not the or not city. not the place, I think uh, Who is in... Uh, Peter, I can't even do this with you right now. He's just, of Beyond Wrestling. Of Beyond Wrestling. And uh, he just... Oh, and he was in uh, Colt Cabana's... First documentary. Ooh, okay. Yeah. The Wrestling Road Diaries Wrestling Road Diaries 1. Sal and Brian Danielson. Exactly. So uh, we sit down to commentate, and it's one of those things, you, anytime you're commentating with someone for the first time, mm-hmm. you don't really know like what the deal's going to yeah. be. Uh, we had like a quick conversation. He goes like, what's your commentary deal? I'm like, I'm very silly, and I don't know any of the move names. <laughs> and he was like, okay, I think we're going to be fine. <laughs> So um, I thought we had such a fun little back and forth. We had a very like, um, I feel brother sister kind of like yes. dunking on each other yes. immediately, which immediately. was fun. It was fun chemistry immediately. Fun chemistry. Uh, Black Label show starts off with a freaking championship match. Ethan Page looking awesome. Very interesting booking. Starting off with that championship match. Um, And it was also everything got rearranged during the show because... Um, I don't know whether it was Gresham or Shigehiro having trouble getting there because everyone was from all over yes. the city. So ever, I had no idea what matches were coming up. I would just hear Sarah Rose in the ring announce it, and then mm-hmm. we'd be ready for it. And I did my best to prepare everybody's full names, but then we've got like the million-dollar 
battle royal and yes. I had everyone's names down. If I could do it over, mm-hmm. I would have put a tiny picture guide with everyone. Oh, okay. Even then, I don't know if it would help for sure. Because you were seeing wrestlers that... I was seeing wrestlers for the first time. You hadn't seen before. God bless East Coast wrestlers. Dan Champion for having his freaking name on his back. Tell the story Okay, so this is interesting. Nobodies. This is a nobody story, uh, which we'll get to their show, too. Um, the Nobody's Watching Wrestling. Amazing show. Look them up on YouTube. Uh, the two drag queens who uh, discuss wrestling on the show, and then they have their DJ, DJ Accident Report... Are the two drag queens are less familiar with wrestling than DJ Accident Report. Mm-hmm. And they said, what is with people walking around with their name on their gear? It is so arrogant and mm. so over the top. <laughs> DJ Accident Report is like, excuse me, that's for the fans and that's for the commentators. Absolutely. And that's for people to remember who they are because... Uh, it helps. Today, uh, Jimmy Lee was listening to one of the shows I commentated and he goes, you're knowledge base of indie wrestlers has gotten so big and i said i remember people who i've seen before and who i've worked with but also if someone has their name on their gear i'm going to say their name a thousand percent more times because i'm confident uh so i felt bad anytime there was someone where i just Mm -hmm. have to be like and he's taking it to the corner like trust me we commentators feel bad about that especially when you get it there's like so at aw they're doing a lot of new people Mm -hmm. and Sometimes it'll be like a, like a scramble match at the beginning. That yeah. They get a lot of new faces mm-hmm. some time. And it's just like, okay, I know two of these six people. Uh, I'm pretty sure I know who this person is and that person is. There's sometimes you'll see a name and you're like, well, that's clearly. And you can work with. The uh, black. That's clearly the black demon or something yeah, like that. Exactly. He's got an all black suit and a mask mm-hmm. on. But then every once in a while, you're just like, now who are these two? And a little name on the gear goes a long way. Oh, it really does. Um which is so fun too when there's like a hot take on it where it's like Ace Romero's got AC baby or AC yes. I think yeah it's yes. so cool. Um, but anyway, so we're doing the match, the matches. Everything's like wild and fun yes. and crazy. The energy was amazing. People Great. kept like filing in because yes. people would be showing up from places. That was a thing watching from home. Sometimes you'd turn on a show and you'd be like, oh man, but you could tell like a show got out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then at you Jersey, would just see the flow of people coming in. And at Jersey City and White Eagle Hall, everything was very close to being on time. Yeah. I think they the first, had to be. I think the collective family reunion show started early. I think that was the first show and people weren't there yet. Mm-hmm. And I forgot who the match was and MJF. I think it was orange against Oh man, was it Orange against Gresham? Maybe, and MJF is just sitting by himself in the crowd in that <laughs> upper level like a dickhead. It was very funny. MJF was another superstar of the weekend. Of just everyone yes. wanted to play different angles with him because he's so fun to work with. Yeah. Like his his like bitter heel angle. Mm-hmm. Um, but then about four matches in, good old Dave Prezak shows up tags out drew jumps in so it's like i get the best of both worlds i get like this new commentator experience then i get my classic buddy of what like three months we've been commentating together but um we finished out the show and he came just in time for the women's match which was awesome because he can always add so much detail and so much information like he's seen these women wrestle for decades yes um and i just felt so good when it was over where it was like Hey, the crew pulled it off. Mm-hmm. Mikey told me the whole Black Label crew is all getting wrestling heart tattoos. Wow. And uh, Nancy already has hers. Yeah. And I saw it over the weekend. It was... Well, hell yeah. And I ran into our buddies afterward. 
Um, we had such a good time. Um, Space Monkey was out just chitter chattering away at these brothers. And uh, I get pulled aside, and it was Dan Connor and Aiden. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had wrestle signs that said, I am Marty yes, and Sarah Love's Wrestling Trash. I loved it. Um, and it was such a whirlwind. I think one of the things that happens WrestleMania weekend is you run into people and you're so excited to see them, but you always only have a couple minutes of time. You're mm-hmm. always traveling from one place to another. So like almost every conversation that I had with anyone, I felt like, Did, am I my best self right sure. now? Am I making sense? Am I checked in? Cause you get so excited doing like mm-hmm. commentary and hanging out and then going from place to place and traveling. And like, I felt like my brain was all scrambled all weekend, but in a very fun way. Yeah. I mean, to me it was just, it was very cool. And, uh, seeing different combinations and things like that. Oh, and seeing Shigehiro again. You got to call Shigehiro the besties in the world wearing the tag title matches. Yes, that was a big surprise. Yeah, it was really cool. And then it was wild, too, because it's just like you got to call uh, a C.W. Anderson match. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to call a Manny Fernandez match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know Prezak was mad because he wasn't there for the Manny Fernandez match. He, was, he, goes, he comes and he goes, I cannot believe I came here just in time to not call that match. You get to call uh, a Brian Alvarez match. Brian Alvarez versus Orange Cassidy. Yes. Um, where I think I had to date my most famous commentary line. Sarah. It's me, Sexual Morrow. Sexual Morrow. Boy, you were going, down after you were going crazy go at NXT. Hard. I go hard. Yeah, Johnny Gargano's match. You went fucking balls Johnny out. Johnny Takeover. <laughs> after that show, I uh, I took over some uh, some friends, if you can uh, get my drift. Yeah, I sure can. Anyway. Boy, we both worked hard this Anyway, weekend. this bitch right here. Let me? me tell you about this one. <laughs> you had a comment. Orange Cassidy had spilled some of his orange juice in the ring. I don't think ring. he spilled it. I think Brian Alvarez spilled it like a geek. Orange juice was spilled. And Sarah Shockey, you son of a gun, you said there's so much orange juice. Vitamin C. There's so much vitamin C in this ring, it feels like graduation. That was a reference for all my all my folks that graduated somewhere in the realm of 2000 to 2007. Ah, uh, Yes. As we go on, sing it, sister. We remember, Mama Mia, all the times we <laughs> chanted together. Hey, there was a Mama Mia chant there at freaking uh, Madison Square Garden. There certainly was. Yeah, that's a reference New to Japan you. Pro wrestling. They they knew that that's where you got your start, and everyone anyway, chanted, big "Mama fan. Mia." Keep commentating, you're great. I just wanted to say thank you. Thanks, Mauro. Also, you too. Whatever you're into, everybody, get consent and go with it. Hell yeah. All right. That's pretty good. I can't believe he heard about that Sexual Morrow. You know what was the nicest thing? What? Uh, Because the shows were streamed live, people would tweet out things that I said as I said them, or like moments that I had with commentators and matches. Also, they had a chat room, which you didn't know about. They had a chat room. There was? And there were times where I'd be making lunch, and Uh I would bring my computer up to the kitchen, and I would put it on the counter. Mm -hmm. And as I was cooking, I would look over to watch stuff, and I would see chats yeah and uh yeah were they nice nice chant you got some nice, chan- you got some nice, uh, nice? chats i saw mostly positive feedback there were yeah. one or two people that <laughs> somebody felt that i wasn't um serious enough during the death matches hey and i was like you know what fair note and i was thinking about it i know that when i commentate when i fill in for you at aw mm-hmm. i do a much better job of like reining it in and being like overall 
you know, yeah. pretty serious. This weekend, I felt like I was just out the window having so much fun and just like goofing around. And a lot of the shows were goofy, but it was also nice to be like, yeah, that is a good, absolutely, that is a good thing to keep in mind. I thought it was a, a super fun show. Uh, the uh, the big the big old uh, battle royal. I love a good battle royal. Yeah. Um, was that the million dollar one? The million dollar intergender so battle Allie royal. Cat was absolutely amazing. Yes. Um, I felt like Maria Manic really stole moments of She pulled like, a freaking knife out of her boot. She pulled a knife out of her boot. <laughs> I think I, I tried to say, she's got a knife! A knife! Uh, what do you got there? A knife! Referencing Vine for you. But yeah, uh, I felt like there were so many little moments that stole the show. I was so proud of Allie Cat for winning that million dollars. MJF was on Twitter saying that she spent it all on catnip and toys. I saw that. Yeah. It was great. Very fun battle royal. Um, and then that big old women's match, Jordan Grace, Holy. Kylie Ray, Nicole Savoy, yeah. Samantha Heights, Solo Darling, they defeated Charlie now, Evans. Solo Darling jumped in to replace Shotzi, who oh. got like... Yeah, something happened with her, Something right? happened. She wasn't able to do that show, but she did get to do uh, the Orange Cassidy show. So what are yeah. you going to do? Uh, again, they defeated uh, Charlie Evans, Indy Hartwell, Jessica Troy, Shazza McKenzie, who was awesome this weekend. So awesome. And She's moving Zoe to Philadelphia. Lucas. That's great. Yeah. I so we're going to get more move. Shazza in America. Very cool. Uh, you got to call uh, Jonathan Gresham and Shigehiro. Ugh. Such a great match. And you match. know what? That was a great match, and I loved it. Uh, Shigehiro was traveling with you, mm-hmm. who's amazing in the Battle Royal. But the best part was, as I was leaving, I happened to see them waiting for an Uber. And I said, Shigehiro. And he said, Sarah. Yeah. And it felt like just yesterday, that amazing day when we all went around Chicago together. And I'm sure it's an episode of our podcast. I just don't remember it which absolutely one. absolutely is. Uh, also, you get to call uh, one, of the, one of the biggest matches of the collective weekend. Orange Cassidy uh, went one-on-one with Brian Alvarez. One Brian Alvarez in his lumberjack gear with his... Wet ass Roman Reigns hair. <laughs> Holy moly. Uh, Somebody tweeted out, wow, this woman commentator is weirdly horny for Brian Alvarez. Well, well, well. <laughs> you got a good geeks reference in there. Yep. Uh I think Orange was the 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 breakout indie star. Dude. Of the it's... weekend. Every show he was on, he kind of stole the show. Do you remember last year we watched WrestleMania yeah. in a hotel room yes. with Colt, Chuck, Trent, Seth, a bunch of yes. high spots guys, and Orange Cassidy, yeah. who I had never met or seen, and I just kind of thought that he was like their friend, and I was like <laughs> giving him shit and like goofing around. Yeah. And now I'm like, I can't believe I ever talked to him. Like, yeah. he said, freaking, it was so funny because we did have a short conversation mm-hmm. where he was like, oh man, I remember I was being a real goose at that mania. And I said, I was being a real goose at that mania. Yeah. And then how much changed since then? He was the guy this weekend. It was a pleasure watching him steal the show uh, at the... Bringing out his Jan Sport with his backwards independent IWTV ti- title. That was great. Mm-hmm. Keeping it in there. Uh, and it was it was super fun to watch. What did you say about Christopher Daniels? Uh, I felt like he was just like blown away. He was just like, "Who the fuck is this dude? What is going on mm-hmm, right now?" Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. He has that effect on people, and also I feel like New York is like his territory. Yeah, the like show, people in New York are just so quick to get him. The when the woman and had enjoy the flute what he's doing played his theme song. Oh, that was fantastic. so cool! He made these cool uh, Orange Cassidy shirts for the show. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but at the uh, this is a black label. 
that was at the Black Label, yes. Sorry, I'm jumping. But at the uh, at the the Mark Hitchcock Memorial Super Show, the High Spot Show, he teamed up with the be- with the uh, best friends, and they took on SCU. Man, they made SCU look like a bunch of dads. Just yeah. like it was so funny. <laughs> These three cool dudes made SCU just look like a bunch of dads. That's so funny. They they played they played their part pretty great though. There were some fun bits with the sunglasses and everything, but that was like Orange just was like so good. Oh, he was so, so good. good. So Brian Alvarez uh double stomped on Orange Cassidy's glasses. Yeah. Yes. Somebody in the audience threw a replacement pair of sunglasses in the <laughs> ring. Brian Alvarez stomped on those as well, and the lenses went out. Mm-hmm. Orange just picks up the glasses at the end. No lenses, just plastic, and puts them on. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. And what you know what? Uh, the <laughs> we had a great moment where it was like, yeah, sometimes ch- plans change. Yeah. With the sunglasses. Yeah. Uh, they did the tease with Marco Stunt's theme song, and Orange was able to roll them up. Mm-hmm. Very cool. To be continued, I guess. TBC. TBC. Excellent. Um, but yeah, I felt really good when the show was done. It was yeah. a magic moment of seeing everyone that you normally see at local shows, but everyone's like running around and sort of breathlessly talking to each other. You're trying to tell every wrestler that they did awesome yeah. and trying to point out little things that they did, but also like running to sell merch. I think people did feel like the merch situation was tough because people had to clear out so quickly Yeah, that a uh, few of the wrestlers, I thought the smart move, uh, I saw Yuta doing this, who's a buddy of the show. Well, how about that? Um, he stood out front and would just chit chat with people, take pictures. I think he had a little bit so of how would that? I was curious about that. How would that work? They kicked everyone out? So some people, they would kind of book the front room if it mm-hmm. was like a big name and you would go in for like a meet oh, and greet with that one person. Move. But there was nowhere in the like main area mm-hmm. because everything was being switched over so fast. There was so much to clean up. Yeah. All the chairs were zip tied together at yes. White Eagle, which I yes. thought was so smart. Yeah, very smart. Yeah, uh, it, it was very fun when uh, when people would get uh, oh, you know, like power bombed on the chairs, and they like would just when, the chairs uh, would be like, "Oops!" Yeah, and just when move Josh a little. Power bombed uh, Dominic off the stage into the chairs, mm-hmm. and they would all just kind of spread. It was great. Um, yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah. Very cool, very smart. Uh, yeah, it just and we kept saying all weekend, like, I wonder what this venue thinks about wrestling. Yeah. I always wonder about that. I think the bartenders always get a little uh frustrated at wrestling events. I at, mean I mean Logan it was Square a cool has venue. a notoriously frustrated bartender it, it who was, is always kind of You know what would have been so funny if that bartender went to WrestleMania and the lights were in her face. Get these out of my face. turn it off. Uh but it looked like uh, that was a good venue because they let they let shows go pretty late there. Like Janela Spring Break, Holy the night two moly. after MSG went pretty late. So. Yeah, but it was in like Jersey City. The walk from the train station to White Eagle Hall was extraordinarily pleasant. There's mm-hmm. one area that's a whole pedestrian walkway. Mm-hmm. The streets just blocked off. There were lots of little cafes, nice. uh, little gelato places, and then like friendly people who were just kind of curious about the wrestling. Did it feel like? It was a lot of wrestling fans all over the place. You or? know, it was fun because they were concentrated nearer to the venue. Yeah. So you'd like see a couple walking around and then a few more and yeah. then a few more and then a few more. Um, Maria and I got hollered at by a guy in a Bullet Club shirt. Wow. But that was really close to Madison Square wow. Garden. Yeah. Yeah. And she and I are such suave New York chicks now that we just kind of be like. Pfft. Yeah. Well, that's, that's very true. Yeah. Very true. 
instead of being like, oh, sir, show me New York. I heard uh, Nick Gage was very polite to you and Maria. Uh, That was a very nice moment when we were leaving after the Black Label Pro Show. You know, you walk by a wrestler who you don't know very well, and I've been scared of Nick Gage since I've heard of Nick Gage. Yeah. Uh, He just looks up and turns towards us and goes, goodbye, ladies. We were like, goodbye, Nick Gage. (laughs) (laughs) Uh how about how you were also charmed by uh, Dan the B Severn? Oh my God! So where are we jumping to? Friday night? Let's go to ML. Let's let's just shoot over to MLW. That's exactly what Maria and I did. We shot over to MLW on the way. We stopped at a Dunkin' Donuts, and the reason I mention this is because Maria bought the Peeps themed Easter donut, which is a. And what happened there? There's a it's a donut. With no, 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 glaze. no, no. As she was eating the donut, yeah. what, what happened? It's a donut. I just want to explain the oh, donut. Okay, okay, okay. Donut with glaze, sprinkles, and a marshmallow peep in the middle. Aye. And a small boy, no more than seven years old, turns around, looks right at Maria and goes, I see you've ordered the peeps donut. <laughs> like we were absolutely floored. We talked Love to him it. for a while. Met up with our good friend DJ Accident Report, who we hung out for the first time in person. Yeah. So fun. Um, we just went over to um, the MLW venue. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the name of it. Don't worry about it, bud. Uh, but it was a cool ass, like. For Battle Riot. Court Bauer likes to book these cool ass, like. Court's a nightclub guy. Cool ass nightclubs. Always, I don't know where he finds these places, but always the waitresses have, like, like what the Laugh Factory ladies wear, but mm-hmm. like slightly different, like just black, all black little outfits. Okay. Um, which always impresses me. I'm like, how do you sure. have those many beautiful black outfits? Uh, we were so lucky. We got um, bracelets and we went up to the balcony. Well, well, well. Got to sit next to. Cor- I think I saw you guys. I was watching. Uh, you could see us a couple times, I think. There's a moment where uh, Mance Warner and. Um, uh, who's the the red pants uh, dude who you think looks like one of the Chris brothers if he ate a mushroom? Oh, Alexander Hammer. Alexander Hammer. Hammerstone. Stone, yes. They're, when they're fighting on the apron, you can see you guys, I think. And we were going nuts because we thought he kind of looked like a version of Sammy Callahan. Yeah. And when they were fighting each other, DJ Accident Report kept going, oh my God, it's like the movie Us and they're fighting their yeah. versions. Yeah. Um, We were so lucky we got to sit next to Court Bauer's family who was seeing an MLW show live for the very first time all together. Look at that. Uh, so cool. It History was, in the making. Uh, and there were some friends of the family. Mm-hmm. There was one young boy who was no more than 14 years old, probably wow. closer to 12. Okay. Uh, just screaming, MJF, you're, you ass. Wow. You ass. And uh, they turned to me, the women in the family, and they mm-hmm. go, he is so polite whenever he comes over. This is his first wrestling show, yeah. and he it just like unleashed a beast. I think he's a fan for life. Yeah, and Jeff has that effect on people. Yeah, uh, he just pulls out yeah. your most rotten sides. Multiple shows of people singing, You are my son, John. My uh, MJF now selling pins of little MJF uh, yeah. <laughs> with a sunshine behind him. Uh, at, at, uh, just to jump back real quick to the uh, AAW Slumber Party Massacre, mm-hmm. the match with... Uh, uh, Colton Space Monkey oh my God. MJF and Ethan Page. That was, was incredible. Very fun, very Lots fun of stuff. spanking. Lots of spanking. Also, I love that in this world, in the in the wrestling, what's the uh, multiverse? Sure, sure. <laughs> that Colt has like 
dad powers over he MJF. Dad powers He's over like MJF. the only one that can really like reel him in, reel him in for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and them both doing the stop, look up at the same time is just art. Wonderful. Um, MLW, we get there. They're doing their rumble type battle riot. Battle riot. Uh, best graphics. Yes. Boom. Boom. Oh, for the, for the countdown. You like? You're a big fan of that. For yeah. The countdown. Uh, Dan Severn comes out, uh, and yeah. all three of us, me, the DJ, and Maria, mm-hmm. all collectively are like, who the fuck is this? Like, yeah. we were all, and we were like, he looks like, <laughs> DJ Accident Report said that he looked like he should be in that um, that Western TV show. I keep wanting to say Red Red Dead Redemption, Deadwood. but that's the video game. Deadwood. Yes. Uh, like as like a a robot sex man. Yes. Um, so we're all like picturing this this narrative of him being like this, you know, like ooh the sky, that's like hey, you know, yeah. like how are you? Yeah. After the show. We ended up meeting up with um, our buddy Brendan and his crew mm-hmm. and uh, filming a snippet for a documentary that they're working on called The Declaration, Declaration of, of Indie, Indie Wrestling. Wrestling. Uh, so they're interviewing a few wrestlers and crew people. A couple got engaged at the show. We missed that part, but they mm-hmm. interviewed them. And then uh, Dan Severn comes by and everyone's like kind of talking and kind of talking. And then uh, I was like, hey, you were so awesome. Like we all couldn't take our eyes off you. And that was... Yeah. And then he goes, yeah, you know, pro wrestling's a real magical world. You could be a midget, two feet tall, and defeat a giant with just a feather. Coochie, coochie, coo. (laughs) And then he just, like, drifts away. And we all turn to each other like, what the fuck? What a world. And then I'm texting you. Yeah. And you inform me that you've also met Dan Severn. Would you care to tell that story to the people? I met Dan in Scottsdale, Arizona <laughs> in about 1998 or 9 at a strip club. Uh, me and my dudes were there. Uh, How did you first encounter him? We were in the bathroom peeing at the urinal and my buddy John is like, that's Dan Severn. And I was like, and he goes, hold on. And he goes, Dan? And Dan goes, yeah? And we were like, holy shit. Uh, we were such a, we were so impressed. Um, this was like after his WWE run. And we, he was by himself. Invited us over just to his table. Just some ladies. Invited us over his table. And we just had beers and talked about wrestling and UFC fighting and weird fights he's had at Russian people's mansions and stuff. Oh. And then afterwards, he took us out to his car and he showed us the NWA title and the uh, uh, UFC titles and stuff. That's so cool. I was so bummed when Colt had him on his podcast. And I'm like, you've got to rem- ask him. And he's like, he didn't remember. I was you like, know Shit. what? I almost asked him about it. Why is everybody asking me about this? He, he makes me so shy. He's he's a cool dude. And you he, know still, what? he still did great. You know who I would team him up with? Who? David Boy Smith Jr. Oh, yeah. I, and you know what I would call them? What? The Man Mans. The Man Mans? Yeah. Yeah, you you, you were a fan of uh, David Boy Smith Jr. I don't know how I feel about him. Yeah, what do you, what do you feel I about I don't know. Him, he threw a freaking sweaty jacket on my face, but like, I want him to respect me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you're doing great. You'll, um, you'll get there. 
It was. We had so many fun moments in that battle royal. Yes, the battle, battle riot. Court's gonna kill you. I know he's gonna kill me. I can't. It was very say fun right. seeing seeing friends, seeing new faces in that. Seeing old faces, new faces. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, and it's always like nice to get just a quick moment to say hi to somebody. This was the maybe the. No, this is the first time I saw MJF that weekend, but mm-hmm. I knew he was like drifting around, but I didn't get to say hi or anything. Yeah. So we were just up. Did you talk out. to my dear friend Conan? I He's saw a dear friend. I, I saw love him, him come He's out. So cool. He was so nice to me at the MLW yeah. show in Cicero, but and we didn't get to talk to him. I'm scared of him a little LAX bit. LAX were uh, everywhere this weekend as Santana well. Santana was had, very nice to me. They had a lot of great matches this weekend. I would be remiss if I didn't mention them. Absolutely. And you mentioned a, a little guy beating a big guy with a uh, with a feather. Swaggle, uh, some Dude. fun matches this weekend. He and you know what? Swaggle's match with Nick Gage, jumping yeah. back to Black Label Pro, was so amazing. And then at the end, Nick Gage has this way of putting people over in a way that's like borderline insulting this but fucking like, pussy right here is a tough dude yeah he'd be like, he'd be like, like but this fucking pussy kept getting up and fighting <laughs> again and it was like dude this is so rude but also like you can yeah. feel how much he like means it yeah i really think that if somebody does a documentary where they follow nick gage around for i don't know two weeks yeah you get you get a real story out of it interesting dude. i think he has like i think he's honorable i feel but like, like he's been in He's jail? been in jail. He's been in jail. He served his debt. He wrestlers, served his debt to society. A lot of these wrestlers have been in jail. I felt like. Well, after, I guess you've been in jail. Well, I spent the night in in a holding cell. Okay, well, you've been in jail, man. Uh, I felt like after this weekend, I I feel like uh, I get Nick Gage more. Me too. Because we don't see him a lot out here in the and Midwest. And we're all scared of him out here in the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. Well, Game Changer's coming uh, in a couple months, so we'll have to maybe Nick check Nick Gage out. is going to be wrestling Jordan Grace on April 20th. That's true. In South Bend, Indiana, if you live in the area, come on out. Say what's up. Say what's up. I'll be there. That's uh, literally getting off the plane from flying back from Belgium, yes. getting picked up at the airport like a Diva prissy pants uh, and going straight to South Bend to call a match with my friend Dave Prezak. Run me through the Orange Cassidy show real quick. First of all, tell people how you got booked to do the show. Oh, it was right after we were talking to Dan Severn. Mm-hmm. And uh, I get a Twitter message from Drew Cordero, who mm-hmm. I followed after the match because people were tagging us both. And I was like, great. Found each other. Perfect. Yes. And he just goes, are you available to work the Orange Cassidy show tomorrow? He says, work the Orange Cassidy show. And my brain, I go, commentate but cool me is like i'll do anything at yeah. that show i don't care you'll get thready, orange cassidy you'll get can throw his, yeah, his jacket on me mm-hmm. his denim jacket in my face and i i did the quick thing to maria where i was like i know i said that we weren't going to do wrestling in the morning so that we could rest up and be ready for madison square but i really want to do the show she's the nicest she's an angel on earth she was just like yeah of course whatever you want to mm-hmm. do and she's like i'll get you there we kept calling her my new york sherpa because she got me everywhere i needed to go yeah so sweet, so fun. Travel with Maria if she'll let you. Ninety nine percent of people probably don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. Sure. She's the best. Uh, so we make those arrangements. And they show up in the morning, and I'm like a little nervous, but way more just like excited, which mm-hmm. I felt like was good for me because a lot of times I sometimes let my nervousness get the better of me. Yes, but I was like, you know what? This is a fun add on thing. You can't mess it up. Just have fun, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I show up and 
I was really excited because the commentary set up at Black Label, we were kind of back in a corner looking at a monitor. Okay. And so you couldn't always get a full picture of the ring if something got like if something wasn't caught on camera, you had no way of seeing. I was no curious about seeing, that what the yeah. setup was. Um, you had no way of seeing it. It wasn't so it was like, like uh, at the Logan Square Auditorium where you can just look over the balcony into the ring. Not Black Label. Okay. But then I think, I don't know if it was Dave or somebody else, but somebody at one of the shows just pulled a chair yeah, over so and said, this. I'm sitting here. Yeah. So we got rid of the headsets and uh, just had microphones. And we were in the second row of the stage area, which was so funny because I felt like... The people around us just had this weird, like, it just kind of sounded like two people in the audience who mm-hmm. wouldn't shut up, yeah. like, but we were commentating into the mic. Yeah. Um, but it was really exciting. I, like, had a moment where I just looked at the written down running run order. Sheet? Okay. Yeah, a run sheet. <laughs> running order, because I'm from theater. Yes. And there were a couple times so I was like, this is going to be so fun. I'm so excited. Like, I don't even want to, like, I don't know. The biggest thing I was excited about was that I hadn't told you, mm-hmm. and I knew that you would be watching because yeah. I asked you what you were watching. And then show starts. Just, we don't even have a ring announcer. Mm-hmm. Loud and loud and noxious. Yes, loud and noxious at the bar. Was that was funny bar? how that other guy thought it was him, and he went in the ring, and he's like, "Not you, him." Yeah, I great. don't know, like how much I can never tell how much it was like. Uh, you know what? I don't care. A lot of people didn't, yeah. especially with the. Uh, our wait show. We'll get into that in a second. We kick off Orange Cassidy's doing something with a Queen of the Swamp lumberjack match where yes. these swamp men come out and women. I don't know what kind of swamp people they we were. We don't know their genders. I think I even said that on the mic. Yes, I believe you did. And um, it's a four-way between Shotzi, Alley Cat, Chris Statlander, who's my mom's favorite wrestler. Who was on Other Smackdown. than Colt Cabana. Yeah. And Soraya Knight, who comes out where it's like all these like wee 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 kind of like like wrestlers with just strong like we've got a cat, we've got this like black heart pirate green hair, yes, and an alien. And then Soraya comes out with her shirt that says, "I'm gonna kick you in the sea, star star and the see you next Tuesday," as mm-hmm. Pete's gal said uh, <laughs> was the way to say it. Yes. Uh, it started off from there and then just kept getting sillier. And there was a seven out of 13 falls match. Um, there was a dodgeball tournament with everyone who was originally booked on the Nova Pro show, yes. which was really cool that the, they still got their booking. There was the third annual uh, Jam Sport Backpack Orange Cassidy Invitational Scramble won by Jigsaw. Mm-hmm. That was pretty incredible. Yes. Um, also, dodgeball, it was so brilliant. It was an yes. uneven number. And everyone kept like setting up like they were going to pick MJF and being like, I need someone who's better than you. So I'm going to go with. And then MJF got so mad he didn't get picked because it was an odd number that he took the dodgeballs and left. Yes. And when the crowd found out that it was just going to be a wrestling match, everyone chanted wrestling sucks. Wrestling sucks. Yeah. Um, There was the uh, best seven of 13 uh, falls match with uh, Logan Easton LaRue versus Chris Brooks. Oh, Logan Easton LaRue. What a like wealthy Humpty Tum. Yeah. Um, That was really fun. We also had the um, one minute best friends. Best friends match. And uh, Teddy Hart read a children's cat book. Yes. Sprinkled in between. So much just Teddy Hart monologuing, yes. which is so funny because I don't know. What are you What are you promoting for next year? The Teddy talk? Yeah, I would love to see a Teddy X talk. Teddy X talk. Um, I, I want to advocate here for Mr. Velvet. I 
just you don't think he was having a fun time i i have a theory about cats in situations like that yeah that mr velvet was like a robber baron from the 20s and now his punishment is that he has to be teddy hart's cat and get like slung in the air and taken to all these wrestling mr money was way more chill with all this yeah, I don't think Mr. Velvet likes it very much. I don't know if much. Mr. Velvet is as into it. Well, you know what? I, d- I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who likes being thrown in the air yeah, other than the wrestlers. Um, but that was also amazing that um, Orange Cassidy was summoned to hold Mr. Velvet during the cat story. Yes. And uh, with every page, everyone screamed and cheered. And you could tell it just, it was really making Teddy Hart's day. Yeah. Um, oh, and we had the Nate Webb and Martina chug, oh, yeah. chug every 30 seconds beer match. Yes, that was very fun. With a double double drunk pass out <laughs> count out. Like, it was yes. amazing. Yes. Um, yeah, I was starting to lose my voice at that point, but I had so much fun calling that show. Um, it was really just a treat to be there. Yeah. And I felt very lucky that I went down to this weekend with one commentary match and walked away with two. There you go. Um, yeah, that was it was very fun to see that. I, I had no idea that uh, you were going to be doing that, and it was very cool to watch. I was very excited. I had my phone sitting on my lap because I knew you were going to text me right when it started. Yes. Um, and, uh, oh, and that was, uh, at that point, the most streamed yeah. Match of the weekend. Look at that on uh, on Fight TV. Very and I was cool. just really happy for Orange for like pulling that out after like such a kind of squidgy situation of the original show getting pulled yeah. and canceled, and those people still got to wrestle and uh, like other people got to do fun stuff. Like the feeling in the room was very like uh, grassroots. Yes, in a fun way. Yes, it was kind of fun where you I'd bounce around to different shows and they had different vibes. Mm-hmm. And, that, and all those collective shows definitely felt very. They had that. They had that friendly. Like all the companies, I felt were rooting for each other and things like that. Everybody was nice and sort of like curious about yeah. each other's companies. Like backstage, we would talk about like, "Oh, you work here. What's that like? Yeah. And do you get a lot of this person?" And like yeah. a lot of people were like, "Hey, Makabe's awesome. We don't get to see him a lot because he's from the West Coast. Yeah, but uh, he really tore it up this weekend. Yeah. And has the same birthday as me. Well, how do you like that? Pretty good. Um, it would be cool, too, to bounce over to uh, any of the shows emanating from the WrestleCon venue. Uh, the Joey Ryan Penis Party, I forgot to mention that. Um, that had some pretty. That had some fun matches, obviously some silly matches and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, some people did not like uh, Tracy Smothers. They did not get the Tracy Smothers experience. Which is interesting, because I think there are a lot of newer fans. Yes. I... I didn't know. I had to explain. I didn't know it was Tracy Smothers. Tracy Smothers. I, people were like, there was some guy with a Confederate flag. Yeah. Like, you asked me, you go, who's? what's the deal with the Confederate flag guy? And I was like. And then when you said Tracy Smothers, I was like, oh. And I was like, how do I, I explain Tracy Smothers to new wrestling fans? In 2019. In 2019. What I told you, he defeated Sue Young. I didn't. I, here's what I thought. If for whatever reason. He defeated Sue Young? Yeah. If for whatever oh. reason. You had to have Tracy Smothers on the show. And there's the other thing, too. You never know. Tracy might have done so much for Joey Ryan in the past. He thought, wow. Well, or he might have thought this guy talked about how Tracy Smothers could like turn a crowd. I've seen him on a mic do his thing and get crowds riled up. And then they love him. They hate him. They love him. They hate him. I told you, I go, if you were going to book Tracy Smothers, I thought the way to do it was you know, to play off of the – any you know, this is like – do I think he's a bad dude? No, I do. I, th- I I think the Confederate flag stuff needs to go. Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. But if he is going to be there and he is going to be 
if full that's Tracy's what he's going to do. Like I told you, I'm like, first of all, he's got to lose. Mm-hmm. If Joey and knows he's got to lose crowd, to like a flamboyant. I said he loses to Effie. Effie puts the gay flag over him or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. And it's all it's a whole cool big thing. Putting you to bed. That yeah. did not feel like. It just didn't feel like. Joey didn't have his finger the... on the pulse of that one, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also like. Having him wrestle, like I don't know, that just feels like a little, yeah, a little out of place. The the two things of the show that I thought were great mm-hmm. was one Joey Joey when he started off the show, he's like, uh, I want my WrestleMania moment. So he got on the second rope and had everyone pointed his dick. Oh, that's instead so of the mania cool. sign. And then I'm sure everybody listening who's on Twitter saw it. There was the uh, <laughs> the DDT gif of the uh, the, butt, the butt butts. Oh, that's amazing! I saw that gif. It was and I wild. Was... Uh, the main event was wild as well, so uh, forgot to mention that one a little bit. Hey, we got to bounce around a little bit. We are so- bouncing around. Uh, I don't think you need a bunch of WWE talk today. You've probably heard enough of it. Yeah, we have more time um, on Saturday, too. Let me know if there was a match or a show that you wanted to see or, or, or wanted us to talk about that we didn't maybe get to talk about. Yeah, because uh, we'll be back on Saturday. Marty and Sarah love wrestling at gmail.com. Um, th- I mean, there were... And that's the other thing too. There was so much wrestling. I there's still shows that I probably haven't watched fully. And there were so many little moments of just like seeing people walking by, like quick, quick yeah. hellos yeah. and stupid, sexy Yuta having that fun, fun revelation where it's like, I'm a fan of you. Well, I'm a fan of you. Um, let's see here. Uh, Jerry Legend and Stan Hansen. Yeah, Jerry oh, Legend yeah. met Stan Hansen. Stan came into a bar looking to watch wrestling. That, I don't know if that was Jerry Legend or somebody else. I think somebody else. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Stan Hansen was popping up all over the place, and by all accounts, he's just as sweet as our Stan Hansen that comes on this very show. Yeah. Yeah. Stan, come here. Come here, you old so and so. Oh, Marty and Sarah, it's good to be here. You know, uh, the only gif of you that I can find on Twitter is you just screaming with tobacco juice well, dribbling down. That's not you, you anymore. Know, WCW loved that. I said, yeah. well, I guess I can do that. Yeah. What'd you think of the weekend? You tired? Oh, You I, meet a lot of nice people? I get tired waking up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me too, sometimes. It was nice. You get to see a bunch of, uh, a bunch of nice people. And- yeah. I can keep my glasses on, so I I can see all the people out there. But I really just uh, I really enjoy it. It's very fun. Yeah, I gosh, sure it's do. fun. Isn't it fun to have that moment where, like, people people who you didn't even know were supporting you, oh, just yeah. come out of the woodwork and tell oh, you how much you mean to them. I I influence them. I say to myself, "Well, that's wonderful." Yeah. And they leave, and I go, "Who, who the heck was that?" And I go, oh, "Okay, I'll yeah, check, yeah, I'll check yeah. out their work." <laughs> Stan, I, I watched a lot of your matches today. Uh, did I mention that I got my grubby little hands on the Vice documentaries? You mentioned to me, but not okay. to the crowd. Buddies, I got my grubby little hands on the Vice documentaries. <laughs> They're so good. Um, all I know right now is Jake something played Bruiser Brody. Yes. I got to find out who played all the other people. What they did was uh, they... Here's the thing. If you're a shoot interview aficionado... If Which watched, I think you are out of everyone. If you watched all the documentaries, if you've heard all the interviews, if you know the stories, it's just going to be like a nice little way of presenting a lot of the stuff you already know. Like Cliff the Montreal Notes. Screwjob. There's every episode, I will say this. I've seen all of them except the Von Eric one. I haven't 
been able to watch that one yet. I'm kind of like saving that one. Do you for remember last. when it was pretty early on in us dating and you played the Von Erich documentary yeah. on YouTube for the me? The 30 for 30 short. And you were like, what the fuck? And then it ended and I had to just yeah. cry for like 20 minutes. I said, when I said I haven't watched the Von Erich one, you go, oh, that one should be pretty fun and uplifting. <laughs> um, there's a uh, little, I think a little closure in the Gino Hernandez one, which was, I was not that was expecting the one, that. Was that the one that was on when I came home? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I came home and yeah. it was like a that very, that one got me a little choked up. Yeah. It was a very dark, uh, like moment, but also like there was a lot of like kind of positive. Yeah. There's like a nice so ending. They hired wrestlers to play wrestlers, Brody, Macho, Brett, Sean, Vince, and and that's so smart. They do kind of like a blurry little thing, and like Gino and stuff, and they nailed it. Yeah, they fucking nailed Jake it. Jake something. Jake nailed it as Brody. That's uh, awesome. And I I never seen this. They showed pictures of Brody's funeral. He had a funeral in Puerto Rico. I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't open know that casket. Either. Wow, just wearing like a like an all Japan shirt. I think like, oh, a, wow. like a jersey. Uh, then they showed his his memorial ceremony in Japan. Um really like yeah every episode there was a couple things where you're like oh okay yeah um so uh check those out we'll definitely be talking about those um yeah they're great they're great and I'm again the the gino one which is the one i was the most excited about uh you know you get like a little a little extra scoop and a little behind the scenes thing and mm-hmm. a little closure for the family which is real cool that's awesome yeah hey let's talk about uh msg the, uh, yeah. the G1 ROH Super so, Show. So whereas Maria and I had planned to just take Saturday morning and scoot and dude around uh, Astoria and shop and whatnot, we ended up going back to Jersey City, uh, and then we hopped over to this like Diesel and Duke burger place that our buddy Lan recommended. Yes. I ran Lan into Pitts. Lan and Aubrey. Nice. Uh, it was just a nice little moment where we got to say hi, and then they recommended this burger place. So me, Maria, and Ron Loves Music are trekking over for some lunch. We stop by and we see good old Papa Hales, and he is hungry. And I said, well, tag along with us. We're going about 0.3 miles. Mm-hmm. And we sat down. We all, I had a peanut butter burger, which uh, I haven't had in a while. One of you my know, favorites. I had one of those a while back, and I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah, I liked it. So we all just hung out, talked wrestling. It was so fun to hear Papa Hales and Ron talk wrestling because they're in different regions <laughs> yeah. and you know just comparing notes and uh, hearing about Papa Hales' days as a as a high school teacher and a coach. Like what a fun wrestle lunch! And then we walk back to the train and we don't even t- have time to stop home. Luckily, I just had a sad little backpack with like everything I needed for the day. I was like changing shirts. I changed out of my Orange Cassidy shirt into my Paloma Star shirt because I wanted nice. to represent at MSG. And uh, we meet up with Ron again because he went to his hotel. Then we meet up, went to Madison Square Garden, and that's where the wrestling fans came out in droves. It yes. was like... Everywhere you went, you couldn't even look at the wrestling shirts. There were so many. So many. And then a lot of like... What, did you, what do you think you saw the most of? Bullet Club. Still Bullet Club. But okay. like but like variations on the Bullet Club, you know, where you'd see like a villain club or, you know, uh, you would see a lot of AEW, but uh, still like everyone's got their Bullet Club mm-hmm. shirts. And uh, we get inside, run into our boy Scrump, mm-hmm. and had a nice little chat moment with him and then maria and i go down and uh find our seats and i knew that the seats that we got were really close to the ramp i also knew that there is one seat 
between us and the ramp. So it was like Ro, me, Maria, question mark. Mm. And I had just thought in the back of my head, I was like, whoever that is, I hope we're buds with them. I hope we get along. You know, like, I hope it's not someone who's like came here to be real negative. Yeah. We, the wrestling gods blessed us with the world's sweetest wrestling fan, Alex. Mm-hmm. Just the nicest guy who was so happy to have a couple buds to watch wrestling with. Nice. Uh, and then we start watching the show, and it is like a magic feeling in there. Did MSG feel like a magical place? It really did. Nice. It had uh, an all-in sort of twinkly Ooh, cool. feeling Very of cool. like, we're all here. We all want this to succeed. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, you know, like, how cool that we get to be here. And we came in right as they're doing their battle riot. I'm sorry, the, just the New Japan Rumble. <laughs> you but, know, sure, their, but sure, their version of their the Battle count, Riot. Their countdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So fun. We get in Were there. Were you not there when Suzuki came out? I think I was texting you. Like, are you in the building yet? We had just gotten in. It yeah. was Suzuki and like one or two I other people. I feel so bad that... People were filing in when Suzuki came out because well, it was kind of on us because out, we missed a six woman match when he came out in uh, when he came out uh, at the the collective building for mm-hmm. Bloodsport. It was like crazy to see him there. It was crazy how close he was and how close we were. And yeah. then we realize as people start filing back that they have to walk right the fuck next to us yes you were right by the ramp right by that like your photos were so cool i took some really cool photos i'll post them uh i'll make like and those hardworking gals with the oh my god i'm in love with the women who especially during that opening match they had to run up and back Mm, with with the camera every minute and they were so strong and so in tandem with each other it was like seeing two wizards of the woods yes um and then there was this amazing moment where one Yano is in the ring. Mm-hmm. Colt Cabana stands up. Yano because, decides. No, Yano decides. I don't want to get in this match. I'm going to do commentary. Yeah. So he and Colt switch places. The moment Colt stood up, I said, "He's in his gear," and he goes in the ring, and we're just losing our minds. We're all chanting Colt Cabana mm-hmm. and Madison Square Garden. I got a little choked up because mm-hmm. it's like that's my friend, mm-hmm. and when he comes back out. He walks by the ramp. After he was eliminated. After he's eliminated. He and Yano are arguing like an old married couple all yeah. the way down. And then we catch eyes, me and Colt, and he comes over and he says, Sarah, I was going to win that match, but that piece of whispered shit didn't let me. <laughs> and he walked away. I swear, everyone in our section suddenly like kind of looked at me like, oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Respect. It was so fun, and then um, the rest of the show, I felt like me, Maria, and Alex were all on the same page about like who we were cheering for yeah. and chatting about who we liked. Oh, I and, love it. Um, I heard a rumor you cried during a Bushi's match. I most definitely cried during a Bushi's match. He wanted it so bad, and then yeah. he got it. That was that was and amazing. the moves he did. He did all the old moves of every wrestler he'd wrestled <sighs> and stuff. That was very cool. It was a very well told story, and I love when that happens. This has happened to me. I can think of three like very specific times, and I, there may be more, but Abushi Naito, yeah, the women's match at AAW with Jessica Havoc and Kylie Ray, yeah, and uh, Triple H and Seth at Mania Thirty Three because I was so worried yeah. about Seth's knee, and I yeah. was like, his recovery had been such a big deal, and then Triple H was just railing on it, and yeah. I couldn't see how that wasn't like a problem, yeah. But it's like amazing when all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm, oh, I'm crying, yeah. Like I love this. Yeah. Um. 
so cool to see Jeff Cobb and Will Ospreay. Yes. Also, there's a moment, we were so close to the ramp, when the wrestlers would come out, you would see even the most like hardened wrestler for the most part. I will say Ishii just looked like another day at work. Another day at work. Did you see the video? And and Ryan Satin mentioned this up in the press box. Uh, he came out with his phone to record Okada's match. Oh, yeah. that's really. And sweet. he had like a big grin on his face. Like there was he comes just, out business as usual. Yeah, it comes out like not yeah. Even. Will Osprey comes out and just looks at the crowd and it just like washes over yeah. his face like he's doing the thing that he loves for yeah. all these and these people. are dudes who've all wrestled in the tokyo dome and stuff and but it was just like there's something places. about madison square yeah, it was a big deal it was a big deal pco's um, entrance was very cool very cool i didn't realize that they were yeah. filming that they whole showed a thing. little too much on tv yeah because i told you i was like wow that was so cool guys, and you were like it was interesting guys let him get in his position first I'm but it was sure very that. cool to watch that yeah. setup uh seeing jeff cobb was so cool yes and then he wished me happy birthday on my Facebook wall two what days later. Protect the business. Uh, what was it like when uh, when Enzo and Cass uh, got got involved? So there was a flurry of confusion because maybe twenty or thirty minutes before that, the Bret Hart news came out about yeah, that he was uh, that he was tackled. Somebody attacked him at the so uh, Hall then of Fame. Enzo and Cass like jumping the rail. Like it was it was a moment of confusion because also at the same moment Brody King was leaving. Mm-hmm. And there was a fan, like, getting up in his face, screaming the same way that fan at AEW yeah. was screaming. Yeah. And it was kind of like, oh, no. So I, so that threw me off. And then that was happening. And then I was texting you, and you were like, hey, what's going on? And then you were like, if they're not being arrested, it's probably yeah. an angle. And I was like, good point. And I shared that with my crew. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter was interesting. And then I, I was texting a couple people. And then everyone was kind of like... It's work, everybody. It's work. It's a work, everybody. We had a sweet group, like our little area yeah. was. Someone had a great tweet. They're like, you know, it's a work because uh, uh, Jay Briscoe didn't murder Enzo. That's a good point. It's like, yep. Yeah, but I heard they were they were firing away at each other. Yeah, they were. And see, I guess, now we were. They were kind of around the corner from us. Yeah. So all I saw was I could see that they both had middle fingers in the air. Somebody reported. Uh, I wish I, I forgot who it was. Somebody reported. I might have been on the Reddit Squared Circle page that. Uh, they're going to replay it on Axis, and you're going to see a little better camera views of what went down. Okay. So we'll see. Not my most exciting angle. Yeah. That which was... is interesting, because if you would have told me that four years ago, I'd be like, you're not excited about seeing Enzo and Listen, uh, that show was But kind you know what? Of... That was before the rap song about Enzo's consensual penis. Yeah. Uh, there were some interesting takes on the show. I don't think people loved some of the ROH stuff. But I think, I think a lot of people were definitely on board with the New Japan stuff. For sure. There's something magical about seeing like Okada yeah. and seeing Naito and seeing Ibushi. Like like where you're like, wow, these are guys from like the other side of the globe yeah. that have devoted themselves to this, but it's different, but it's the same. Like it was it's hard not to enjoy the New Japan angles, but I do think that there was definitely a little bit of like Yeah. Huh. It was wild too because I saw wrestling on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, up into Saturday, all day Saturday. All day Sunday. And that, well, yeah, but I'm saying leading up to. To where we were. To where we were. Uh, even seeing the NXT show on Friday, which was awesome, was which was so good. Um, but when you saw Okada on Saturday night, it was like clear, like, oh, he's the best. He's like, 
his just the way that he leaps into those drop kicks it's like inhuman but just i mean like everything he comes everything out he co- he's, he's mad his matches are all he everything makes sense when he was coming back he's making eye contact with every person that's saying something to him on the yeah. way out and like nodding uh, and it makes you feel and you know what naito has that same power where he might not even be looking at you yeah but it feels like he is he walked by and i touched his bicep and then i Okada. just turned and immediately <laughs> rubbed it on maria's yeah. hands yeah i did that with multiple wrestlers where i would touch them and then turn and touch maria's hands because she was a bit shy to touch the wrestlers. Yeah. And I wasn't, were but you, I was a little shy. Were you able to see the, the PCO, that how he got powerbound to the outside? I, yes. I saw it on the screen, Fuck. and then Crazy. I was so worried about it. And him. then he sits up. That was another time that I got a little emotional, because yeah. I started thinking about how he got booked at Black Label, yeah. and how that led to Joey Janela's spring break. Yep. And then when I talked to Mikey, he let me know that PCO sent him a really nice message, kind of thanking him for giving him his start again, his restart. Yeah. And look, I'm getting tears in my eyes just talking about it again. I know. Hey, what did uh, Brody King do after the show? Okay. So hold up. So, okay. So we all bum rush out of Madison Square Garden Mm -hmm. and, uh, Maria, in true New Yorker fashion, is able to just go out into the middle of the road and hail us a cab. And the guy's like, where you going? And Maria's like, and the guy's like, get in. I was like, this is insane how, like, I don't know what I would have done without Maria. We get in a cab. We go to the Gay Young Classic. We're an hour late. I feel bad, but I know that everybody's late because every show is kind of being like, eh, we didn't know this was going to go till midnight. So we're on the Which way. Which Janela, during his match, he opened up the spring break night two uh, for, with his match against Marco Stunt. He like, looks at the camera and goes, thanks a lot, Okada, you piece of shit. <laughs> Very fun. Very fun. Um, so we get to this. So also, this is at the point where uh, Maria and I are so tired. Mm-hmm. I think it can't be understated how many... like. WrestleMania weekend is very fun. Yes. But you have a lot of these like extremely low moments where you're like, I haven't had enough food. Yeah. I haven't had enough sleep. I've seen so much wrestling. It was so exciting. But now I'm at a point where I'm not watching wrestling and Mm -hmm. I'm very, 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 very tired. And because keep in mind, we had gotten up and gone straight to Orange Cassidy Mm -hmm. and then straight to Madden. We haven't been home all day. Yeah. I barely sat down because we were standing up, sitting down, like talking the whole time. So we had a very interesting car ride where i felt like we were just kind of lecturing each other about things in life that were like either annoying or like and we were really hungry and then we were also like this is so tiring we're gonna make an appearance Mm -hmm. like we love the nobodies and i also like i had to meet barica and ariel italic like i had to the trifecta you needed to collect them all i had to collect them all i had to get everyone's powers we had to all hold the rod and say shazam together um but I was so I like I was so tired. I think I I sent you a picture of me, Maria, and her friend Michelle, who we met up with outside, yeah. just looking so busted and yeah. so tired. We get inside. Maria has this uncanny way. I know I'm painting her as a goddess, which she is. <laughs> I I want people to draw fan art of what they think Maria looks like because yeah. she's like a, a a city nymph. Yeah. So she has this way where she'll just take my hand and lead me through a crowd of people in yeah. this like wind wind whispery way. Yeah. We made it to the front of the whole thing, which is 
amazing because mm-hmm. this bar was packed and i know the bar didn't believe in the nobodies they didn't believe that they could pack this place out yeah. but they did it and uh i go up to the dj booth i say hi to dj accident report again i see ariel italic looking so beautiful that i could barely form words Aww. and i said hi and i know uh she was sick all weekend so being a trooper like eight thousand feet tall in this red dress like it's so Floored. DJ Axon Report whispers to me that I may go backstage and say hi to Berica, which was yeah. like, oh, oh my oh. God. So I went back. I gave Berica a Brad the Alien fanny pack because <laughs> what else do you do? Sure. And we had a quick conversation, and uh, I'm informed that round two, we missed round one because we were late. Round two was going to start whenever Brody King arrived. Nice. So we're like standing there, we're dancing lightly. I got to say, DJ Accident Report is a fabulous DJ. Yeah. Every remix was so fun, like it's like clever and like one song into another. And I don't understand how to DJ. I love it. Great. Then all of a sudden backstage, I see a giant man wetting his hair down. Mm-hmm. Mind you, a man that I just saw fucking crush it at Madison Square Garden. Who's in full gear. Full gear, ski mask and everything. Yes. Comes out. With Dick, I can't remember Dick's last name. Okay. Dick is a king, just all American, yes. mustachioed, uh, unzips a track jacket, full like chest hair, manly nipples. Uh, they come out, and then Brody King's like, you know what? I just crushed it at Madison Square Garden. I'm going to crush this. They have a lip sync off yes. to Bad Romance by Lady Gaga. And they both just leave it all on the floor. And the and the queens before them were so amazing as well, getting holy shit chants. Like, this crowd is just the perfect meshing of wrestling and drag. And if you ever wondered if there could be crossover, there absolutely can. And I it was it. done so well. They did it. Uh, Brody King got DQ'd and then also challenged DJ Accident Report to a future lip sync contest. Wow. And, I mean, if you... If you haven't seen Brody King Brody helicopter, Richard a, DeCoco, Richard DeCoco, and uh, yes, this he, this got them uh, a, an adult uh, an, an NSFW on YouTube on YouTube. Uh, Brody King, Peter, you're right. This was wild. Helicoptered Dick DeCoco's dick in front of a crowd of screaming fans, mm-hmm. um, and it was an absolutely amazing way to cap off a day that was mm-hmm. unbelievable and um then we went to a taco truck at two in the morning in astoria there you go and uh then i woke up and came home to watch wrestlemania with you unbelievable that is so cool it was really a magical day i hope everybody uh had a fun wrestlemania party if you were at home mm-hmm. we watched it at colt's house uh and it was a nice it was a small group small group small but mighty us ricky yes. jimmy lee and colt cabana there you go which was also like you slept a little of, bit but that was okay i did you sleep a little it. bit in the back half you earned it um it was really cool to have watched Colt Russell the yeah. night before. Look, I'm getting emotional I know again. You are. You're getting all teary eyed. In Madison Square Garden, getting all those chants and yeah. then just like hanging out and watching yeah. more wrestling. Getting hot goss. Yeah, what did we get? You were pitching hot goss. I was pitching hot goss. Look, yeah. I'm crying. I know. Oh my God. It was great. What Can you weekend? believe me? 
You had that all stored up in you. You know what I think? You're bawling now. I want to be, someday I want to be a very old woman that's a, a beloved a beloved figure of wrestling. Yeah, I think you're on your way. I think you're on your way to becoming a, a Helen of sorts. <laughs> Let me get a picture of you crying. Hold on. Hold on. Stop laughing. Okay, there you go. There you go. I got a good one. It's funny when I cry and laugh at the same time. It's my favorite. That one time we were at a restaurant, you started crying for, I don't know, no reason. Was I hungry? I don't know. You were something or another. Yeah, well, that's what I am now. Did you think we were going to end this podcast with me crying? Are we even ending? What we're, time is We're it? at an hour and a half, so we're going we're gonna to wrap right, it up. Again? Yeah, and then once we get back uh, next week, back to our regularly scheduled one-hour podcast. I'm, Are we going to talk sorry. about WrestleMania on Saturday? I think everybody's made it out. Well, I think there was one. Well, even Raw was. I was a little. I was a little bummed out at Raw. It wasn't as huge as I thought it would be. Um, well, and even SmackDown, you said like, "Hey, I haven't gotten any texts." Like, yeah, did any because we were at the we were at the movie and then we came but I home will and watched say, SmackDown. I was so happy that Kofi won. I was actually happy with everybody. Very cool. I I I eat my words. I was wrong. They let all three of them win their titles. I thought and keep them. I thought Kofi or I thought Seth wasn't going to win. I was. We were all resigned. When that, to that happened, I was like, "Oh shit, they're all going to win." Um, Seth and Becky probably had a fun night. Hey, who knows? Uh, <laughs> But um, it was very long. Very uh, long. Ronda, I slept they, during. I slept from Kurt Angle for like a little yeah, while. They botched the uh, finish. Yeah, the they it didn't was fun to watch that at the, all. It was fun to watch the watch along. They didn't mention that at all. I heard on the watch along there was a couple things. Uh, where, Ruby Riot had the most adorable, yes. just draw jaw dropped. I heard Big Show goes, "Oh, it's going to open with Seth and Brock when Hogan was still out there." Ooh. Spoilie alert. Spoilie alert. Um, we got to see Nipolis and Eric Ola. Oh, just out and about and ready to shout. Yeah. Mania weekend. Um, but yeah, Mania, you know, long. I feel bad for anybody who had the lights in their eyes. Um, the Elias concert was fun. The Elias concert was very weird. Um, um but then on Raw. Oh, wait, but here's the thing. What? I was talking about this. You could buy a ticket to WrestleMania 35 and see Joan Jett live. Yeah. Or you could buy a ticket to 33 and see Pitbull live yeah. played off by the same Pitbull yeah, song. We lost that Pitbull. one. <laughs> we lost that bet. Um, but then on, on Raw, you know, it's cool to see Sami Zayn back. Um, oh, sorry, I Sammy. Like Sam- Everyone loves you. They're not going to boo you. I love, though, that, that he's like, this is a fun, like, step up from what Daniel Bryan's doing. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, he's just going to go straight to town yeah. on wrestling fans and why we're bad and yeah. we're going to eat it up and it's love it. It's an interesting it. thing because like, I used to watch those videos about Star Wars and Star Wars fans and everyone arguing and stuff. And I feel like I feel like wrestling fans are just like, you can say what you want. We'll take it. Like we're Yeah, we're not going <laughs> to. Uh, Lars Sullivan debuted. That was that was interesting. Uh, Virtual Pros reported on Twitter that Lars Sullivan walked by them and a hundred percent smelled like baloney. Well, you how do you like that? You know, he's a baloney like, boy. You know how I like to hear what wrestlers smell like. Maybe uh, he should be on multiple idiots. Lacey Evans finally got physical. Got physical with Becky Lynch. I'll tell you what. Wasn't the worst. No, she had some good. She, she had some, some good arms. She she's buff. Good we'll moves. How, no, I mean we'll like good. Goes. Oh, good arm good moves. Good, yeah, and she's fighting. buff too. I think we outbooked ourselves because we were watching on Monday. I like that term, outbooked ourselves. And I go, that's what me and Rudy, my 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 best friend Rudy, are. That's our term, outbooked ourselves. Where I was like, Sarah, nobody's gonna win this match. But I go, you know what? 
I bet the Undisputed Era comes out mm-hmm. and takes them both on, mm-hmm. and then they'll feud with the New Day Who or something. Who did I think was going to come out? Who did you think was going to come I out? I had an idea of... Velveteen Dream? Somebody, yeah, it was somebody fun. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just the bar. The bar and being they did mean. It yeah, I think they know what they're doing. I think they knew that crowd. Also, when the bar comes out with Drew Galloway, yeah. you realize how big the bar All is. All of them are. Like, well, remember the bar was the ones who stood next to Gargano and Ciampa. And I it was know. Like, it's like, but you forget because yes. they both they're proportionally men. look like they could be five foot nine when yeah. they're together because they're just like kind of regular looking dudes, but yeah. they're buff. And then you see them next to Drew Galloway and you're like, oh, but he's big. Oh, they're huge. Like, yeah. I would you please put this down on the list? Uh, I would like an access for to meet the bar next uh-huh. year so that I can really investigate how tall they are. Sure. And I'm going to pay extra for Cesaro to reveal his nipples. To you. Just to me. Like he's in a dress shirt and he has to unbutton it and stuff. Or if we just get him like a um, one of those tops where you can breastfeed easily. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's got like a little... Yeah. Just pull it off. And then last but not least, and this was the weirdest, uh, the weirdest little vignette... I Especially if you go into it a, a little cheebed. Especially if you're a little cheebed and you're watching. Uh, I think everyone knows what I'm talking about. It was the uh, cardboard box with the made in China writing on there. And it looked like something if you'd ordered something off of wish.com. And it was a uh, um, a little, um, I don't even know what you'd refer to him as. It's an alien. Oh, Brad. I'm s- Brad, thank you so much. I can. Okay. I came here. Yes. Because I gotta tell you... Could you please walk me through this? That's Squalexander. Squalexander, okay. And he's the worst. Do you know him? Okay. This dude didn't even give two shits about wrestling until last year. Oh, no. He's just networking his way to the top. Oh. He's trying to get Bray Wyatt into, like, the movies, I guess. Oh, no. They're, like, super trying to meet that... um Guardians of the Galaxy guy. Batista? No, the, the director. Oh, James Gunn? Yeah, they have like <laughs> okay. a pitch where it's like, oh, it's a adult Deadpool take on Little Shop of Horrors. Oh my God, I knew something was up with that guy. Because Bray's trying to get out of wrestling. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. And Squalexander's like, oh my God, I know everybody. But here's the thing. I hate him already. He's He's canceled on my piano. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. He was sending some real creepy wibwams out yeah. to some scumbles. Oh, no. And they were like... Guys, you can't send weird wibwams out to scumbles. No, you gotta You gotta, you gotta play it cool. Yeah, you gotta play it cool. Oh, my God. But I'm like, I saw him. I so like, as soon as you saw him, were you like, motherfucker? He was into roller derby. Yeah. He was into pop punk. Oh, hey, okay. There's nothing wrong with that. No, but like, you know when they get into it and you're like, you don't, you don't have the spirit. Yeah, you didn't buy the new Pup album. They're just, yeah, they're just, yeah. he was like, I mean, honestly, a while yeah. ago, he was taking all these, like, theatrical movement classes. Oh, no. So it's like, dude. I don't we'll like see. him. Yeah. Oh, boy. We'll see. Yeah, we will. Yeah. Hey, we've gone way too long. Can I know. you Can you do me a favor? Uh, tuck everybody in. And let them know next week will be a little different, but it'll still be fun. You already did that. Oh, okay. You told them. We'll talk them in then. Good night, my precious scrumbums. Sleep well. There's always more wrestling tonight. Good night, buds.
This is the MLW Radio Network.